Hi, I'm Rachel Monteleone and welcome to Kittypedia, the podcast. I'm not an expert. However, I do speak with them with the view of providing you with expert information and advice to help you be the best parent that you can be. Together, let's give children the life they deserve and a positive future. Hello and welcome. Well, I think we'd all agree that the birth of a child is a divine miracle. And during the nine months in the lead up to the baby's arrival, a woman's body goes through many physical transformations. And despite that every woman will have their own unique experience, there are many experiences that remain the same. So to help talk to us about what they are and how you can best overcome any of these changes and discomforts, we welcome our special guest, Rachel Simpson. Now, Rachel is a woman's health educator, a physiotherapist and nutritionist and health coach and natural fertility educator. Now, her obsession is teaching women how to take control of their health as she teaches women all the things that were never learned in class, and that being periods, pregnancy, and pelvic floor. So today, Rachel is going to provide her expert information and advice about the physical changes a woman experiences during and after pregnancy. Thank you for joining us, Rachel. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And just, um, we're very grateful for your time. And as I was just mentioning, you know, pregnancy is a time of considerable change in a woman's body. Um, and it's really just incredible how much the body goes through uh, in general. So I'd just love to know your thoughts generally on, on that. <laughs> yeah, your body does go through incredible, incredible change over the nine months. And it really does start from day one. As soon as conception occurs, the body starts working towards growing that baby. And so every single day, there's something that is happening in the body to work towards growing that baby. So your uterus <laughs> will increase significantly in size and in weight during your pregnancy. Um, so its volume can actually increase to 500 to 1,000 times that of a non-pregnant woman's uterus, which when you think about it is absolutely incredible. Um, and it's it's no wonder we're not any bigger than what we actually are when we're pregnant, when you think about it that way. Um, and so the weight of the uterus actually goes from around 70 grams to about one kilo at full term. So that weight that you're carrying around at full term pregnancy, a kilo of that is your uterus itself, which is again, pretty incredible. So when you think about that, it's really no wonder that, you know, looking the way we do when we're nine months full-term full pregnancy. And how we're um, feeling it's too. All, it's all the uterus, exactly right. Incredible. Now, we published your article and the title is How a Woman's Body Changes During Pregnancy. Now, for someone who hasn't read the article yet, can you please tell us what it's about and just what inspired you to write it? Yeah, so my interest has always obviously been in, as you mentioned in the intro, so periods, pregnancy, pelvic floor, so all of those major life milestones that no one really sits us down and teaches us about. And it's often, you know, when we're in that situation for ourselves, especially during pregnancy, that we have to go out looking for that information because we're given the basics, but we're not really given the day-to-day -day how your body is actually changing and what to expect yeah. as well. And I think having that preparation in advance helps you to embrace those changes and 
celebrate what your body is doing rather than just looking at yourself in the mirror and seeing your belly growing, you're understanding what's actually happening inside. So the article that I wrote um, is really broken down into some of the main body systems and how they're affected by pregnancy. So it's so much more than just your reproductive system that's changing during pregnancy and growing that baby. So your musculoskeletal system, there's a lot of changes in your muscles and your bones, especially around that abdominal area that change. Um, There's changes in your cardiovascular system. So the way your heart beats, the way that the blood flows around your body changes, your blood volume actually increases during pregnancy. And also, um, obviously, your uterus is growing. It tends to squish our lungs. And so it changes our breathing. And our body has adapted to be able to make our breathing more efficient during pregnancy to counteract the fact that baby is squishing on our lungs. So it's really (laughs) incredible the way the woman's body actually changes throughout pregnancy to accommodate all of these changes as we go. Yeah, I can't wait to hear all about this. And as you said, it is stuff Mm -hmm. that we aren't necessarily sat down and told unless you actively go out and, and, and want to find that information. So we're really grateful you're giving us the opportunity to be able to sort of put this out to to the wider public and everyone watching and listening. Um, But, you know, generally, I guess some of the changes that happen to a woman's body during pregnancy are more obvious than others, as you mentioned. However, pregnancy, I guess, can, can affect and does affect every part of a woman's body from her hair right through to her toenails. So not even just the major part that you, you know, that you were just mentioning before. So just in general terms, what are some of the more common physical challenges a woman, woman's body goes through um, just to make room for the baby in general? Yeah. So Obviously, as your uterus expands, the muscles and the skin and everything on top of your abdomen, on top of your belly, they're going to have to stretch too. And so the women's body, again, has fantastic mechanisms in place to be able to accommodate these changes. Um, And so our abdominal muscles actually separate. And this is something that is very common during pregnancy. By the end of pregnancy, pretty much every woman experiences abdominal separation. And I think it is a bit of stress for some women, Um, but it is completely normal. And it's a defense mechanism because if your abdominal muscles didn't stretch and separate, they would tear. So again, it's this mechanism in place to stop further injury. So that's obviously what's happening directly in front of your abdomen and your growing belly. Um, And then there's also changes with the rest of the body as well. So the shape of your breasts will change. They'll grow to prepare for milk production. And it can be as early as sort of 16 weeks of pregnancy where your body starts to produce milk in preparation for breastfeeding, which again is incredible. When you think 16 weeks pregnant, that's, you know, early in the second trimester, that's not far into it at all. And it's these changes, these growing, the growing abdomen that starts to grow out outside of your pelvis instead of just out, you obviously start to grow. And then the changes in your breast, that obviously changes your posture as well. And that has a huge effect on the rest of your body because your body adjusts to these postural changes to change the way our bodies are held against gravity to ultimately keep our balance and keep us standing upright and functioning and walking as best we can. It's just incredible, really incredible. So look, what I'm hearing overall, and tell me if this is right. So the uterus increases significantly in size and weight during pregnancy. You said up to 500 to 1,000 times the size of a non-pregnant woman's uterus. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. It -hmm. increases in weight. You mentioned earlier from 70 grams to about a kilogram in full term, which as you've just mentioned, can cause muscles and skin around the abdomen to stretch as the uterus uterus expands. Um, And this causes weakness and separation of the abdominal muscles. And also the hip and pelvic bones separate and widen, of course, for the birth canal in preparation for the labour. 
as well as absolutely. the growing breasts. Crazy, isn't it? Absolutely. Really- so when you think about the birth canal and where the baby's coming out of and the, the size of a newborn baby's head and shoulders, things have to shift to accommodate that. So yeah, your hip bones, your pelvis bones, they actually separate to widen the birth canal. And that's why a lot of women experience lower back pain and pelvic pain during pregnancy as well, because those joints have effectively softened so that they can separate to allow baby to eventually be born. Boy. <laughs> Now, weight gain in pregnant women increases the workload on the body from any physical activity, and, and this additional weight and gravity slow down, um, I guess, the, the circulation and blood and bodily fluids, particularly, I guess, in the lower limbs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a result, I understand, you know, pregnant women retain fluid, um, and we all know the experience swelling, um, the face and limbs. Um, and so we know and understand, I guess, some of the major um, sort of changes that occur in pregnancy um, in, in, include increased weight, um, growing breasts and uterus shifts, as you mentioned before. Um, but that being said, you know, what are some of the mus- musculoskeletal changes that women experience in pregnancy and, you know, how do they affect a woman's posture and just that centre of gravity as well? Yeah. So I think it's important to start with the weight gain aspect. So it's very normal to gain anywhere between 10 and 15 kilos during pregnancy. So I think as women grow and they watch their bodies change and they, you know, watch the number on the scale get bigger and bigger and bigger, they tend to panic and they think that something's, you know, oh, I'm, I'm getting so fat, I'm gaining too much weight. But I think ultimately you need to acknowledge that this amount of weight gain is normal and it's for a reason. So we build up our fat deposits. And again, that prepares us for breastfeeding, that protects the baby. Our body is doing these things for a reason. It's not necessarily that, you know, you need to exercise harder or eat less food and things like that. You need to really embrace, embrace that this is normal. Yes. Um, and so I just wanted to start with the weight gain before we, before we went, we kept going with the musculoskeletal changes, because obviously that all has a big effect. Of so course. if you think about, if you think about that 10 to 15 kilo weight gain, even if you weren't pregnant and you gained 10 to 15 kilos, that's going to have a big effect on your body and your joints. And so it is the same in pregnancy and in pregnancy as well, your joints are quite vulnerable because of the hormones that are circulating through their body. And as I said, the way that your joints tend to soften and the bones widen around the hips and the pelvis to prepare for birth. So the main changes that occur in the musculoskeletal system during pregnancy are a result of the softening of those soft tissues and the joints. And that allows for movement to allow baby to be born, but also it allows for more movement at the joints as well. And all of these changes are caused by your pregnancy hormones, which are obviously really high in early pregnancy and also in later pregnancy when you're preparing for labor as well. So if your joints and your ligaments and your soft tissues are all softening, then everything is a little bit less supported than what it would be otherwise. And so this can put us at risk of injury and it can also put us at risk of these aches and pains that are really common during pregnancy. So ultimately this can all be attributed to the pregnancy hormones, as I said, and in particular progesterone. So there's a hormone called relaxin that's for forever and a day it's always every all of these changes have always been attributed to relaxin but there's no actual research to suggest that this hormone actually exists this is something that's just fallen into interesting you know, we've all just assumed that this is what causes it but when you dive into the research there's actually very little um so it's actually thought to be the high progesterone levels that cause um a lot of these hormone hormonal changes well they are hormone so they trigger a lot of other hormonal changes and they also trigger the changes in the musculoskeletal system as well 
It's really, really fascinating. Mm. Now, I understand, I guess, the entire circulatory system, if I can say my words, changes <laughs> early in pregnancy to support the needs of the baby um, and the mother. So yes. following on from that, you know, what are some of the cardiovascular changes that can cause, I guess, some unpleasant like, symptoms in pregnancy? Yeah, so the circulatory system can change for as early as four weeks, four or five weeks. It's really of, um, early, hey. Pregnancy. And that's, you know, before a lot of women actually realize that they're pregnant. So some women don't realize that they're pregnant until more that six week mark. So when you think about it, these changes are happening. Yeah, often without us knowing. And often it's these changes that can cause, as you said, those unpleasant early signs of pregnancy. So the changes in the circulatory system can trigger that nausea, the lightheadedness, the fatigue and the cravings, as well as things like constipation and bloating and constantly needing to go to the toilet. It's those sorts of things that can actually be triggered by changes in the circulatory system because these elevated hormone levels, so the high progesterone levels that I just talked about, that causes an increase in blood volume and it also makes your blood vessels more elastic and stretchy. So in the same way that it softens the muscles and the bones and the soft tissues, it also has a similar effect on the blood vessels. And so this means that there is less blood that is actually being pumped out by the heart and into the body, but there's more blood in the body because it's supporting pregnancy. So this phenomenon is known as underfill. And basically this is what causes those early symptoms because there's more blood than usual, but it's not actually circulating around the body. And that's what causes those unpleasant symptoms. And your body eventually adjusts to this and over time it adapts to these cardiovascular changes. But because they're occurring so early on and quite suddenly, it takes time for our body to adapt. And that's why your you know, your common morning sickness, nausea, those sorts of symptoms often resolve around the end of the first trimester because that's by the time your body has actually started to adapt to these changes. Awesome. That's really fascinating. Mm. What about the respiratory changes in breathing as well? What sort of happens? Yeah, so pregnancy has a lot of effect on lung function. So obviously, the babe, as baby grows and as your uterus gets bigger, it starts to squish on your organs. And so that's why women often need to go to the toilet because baby's effectively pushing on your bladder. And the same thing happens in the opposite direction, coming up and up into your lungs and your diaphragm. So the goal of respiration during pregnancy is obviously to make sure that baby and the placenta are getting optimal delivery of oxygen so that mum and baby are both getting what they need. So the placenta, which develops during pregnancy, is ultimately designed to transfer that oxygen carbon dioxide for the baby. So ultimately it is breathing for the baby. Um, and these respiratory changes that again, controlled by our pregnancy hormones, the respiratory changes actually come into effect before the physical changes of pregnancy do. So the respiratory system has been set up to be as efficient as possible before they start to be affected by things like growing baby, squishing our lungs. <laughs> so even though women often complain about feeling very short of breath during pregnancy, um, again, because of babies squishing their lungs as they're getting bigger, a woman's breathing capacity actually improves during pregnancy. And again, this is because of our body, our incredible bodies adapting to what's actually going on in the body. That's so, really fascinating. Yeah. yeah. So the, um, the diaphragm, which sits under our lungs, can actually be elevated by as much as 4%. Uh, four centimetres, sorry. Um, 
during pregnancy. So if you think about them being squished up by four centimetres, that is a big difference in the size of our lungs. But the rib cage actually widens and comes out and shifts up to accommodate this growing baby. So our rib cage actually changes in size and shape to make our breathing more efficient despite these changes. And the diaphragm will move more as well to accommodate that. Sorry. (laughs) No, no, don't be sorry at all. So I was just going to say, so if a woman does feel a little bit breathless, um, there's nothing to be concerned about because if anything there is increased breathing capacity because the the body's ability to adapt to the pregnant pregnancy and and all of these shifts within the body is that right absolutely absolutely so you are more likely to become more short of breath earlier and at a less less um, threshold, I guess. So if you are exercising, you might not even be exercising, you might be walking down the street and that's enough to make you feel really breathless. So it's nothing to worry about as long as you are obviously a good test is a walk and talk test. So can you talk while while you're feeling breathless, if you can still maintain a conversation, then you're okay. If you're too short of breath to be able to actually talk, then that's a sign that you really do need to sit down and rest. So again, that's not necessarily in regards to exercising, that's just walking, functioning, going about your everyday life, because as especially as you get bigger and your lungs are being compressed, yes, you will find that you are short of breath. But yeah, it's contrary to this, the body has actually adapted to it. And would a woman's... um like fitness levels pre-pregnancy affect that ability also? Absolutely. Absolutely. So how, how your body functions during pregnancy will have, will be enormously impacted by your fitness levels before. So if you had a very, yeah. So if you had a very um, sedentary lifestyle beforehand and you didn't do much exercise, there's a really good chance that you will feel that pregnancy is quite difficult and exhausting more so than for someone who was previously quite fit and active and it's all again it's all coming back to that ex that sort of physical activity tolerance to begin with and First how place. your body is able to adapt yeah that's awesome thank you for letting us know that and i wanted to ask you about um or ask you a question you know what is lumbar lordosis and i guess is there a way to overcome the pain and like just dis- discomfort that it can actually give us Yeah. So lumbar lordosis is, so when we talk about lumbar, we're talking about your lumbar spine. So that's Mm -hmm. your lower back. Mm -hmm. Um, And the lordosis is the natural curve of the lower back. So if you think about the spine, it's not straight up and down. So Mm -hmm. our upper back and our neck tends to be rounded one way. And then our 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 lower back tends to curve inwards, like an inward C shape. So that's your lordosis. And we all do have a natural lumbar lordosis, but with pregnancy, when you think about, if you imagined a pregnant woman standing side on, you'd, you'd imagine there'd be an increased lumbar lordosis, as you mentioned. And that's all due to the fact that her abdomen and her belly have expanded. And so ultimately it changes the center of gravity in the body. Um, and it means that everything in the lower body effectively shifts to counteract the weight of your abdomen because if you're completely heavy in your abdomen and nothing else changes, you're literally going to be falling forward because your centre of gravity isn't falling in the right space. Uh So effectively your posture changes during pregnancy to adapt to all of these changes and to maintain your centre of gravity as much as possible so that you're not literally falling over Uh, and you're out maintaining your balance. So it changes... It changes the shape of the pelvis as well and it causes the pelvis to tilt forward. And as the pelvis tilts forward, then the natural curve in the lower back does tend to increase. And then with that change down below, you see changes in the upper body as well. 
Mm-hmm. So how would a pregnant woman's like centre of gravity affect then her legs, in particular her knee joints and her quaddies as well? Yeah, so ultimately during pregnancy, the centre of gravity now falls in front of the knee joint. So we're getting a bit into physics territory now. But when you think about the centre of gravity in a non-pregnant woman, the centre of gravity, the line, so the force of gravity that effectively pulls us towards earth, it falls behind the knee joint. So in pregnancy, with all of the other changes Mm. that occur, the centre of gravity now falls in front of our knee joint. And this is what changes our posture and pulls us forward. And effectively, this weakens the quadriceps muscle, which is the the thigh muscle at the front that is just above your knee. And this is the muscle that is our upright posture, upright standing. This is the muscle that we need to walk. And so when this muscle is weakened, it means that we're effectively hanging off our ligaments when we're standing. We're not actually using our quadriceps. Wow, that's crazy. Upright position. So So we're not using our quaddies in? Not always. So if you're standing completely straight legs, we're off, we tend to just to tend to hang off our ligaments. And when you think about people who stand, you know, we tend to lean, we tend to hang on one hip. That's when we're not really using our quads muscles at all. We're effectively just relying on our ligaments and our joints. And we can't do that during pregnancy because there's too much else going on that's affecting our gravity, our center of gravity and our posture. So when that quadriceps muscle can't work as that anti-gravity muscle, which is what it's designed to do, then it means that when it does need to be used, it's more effort. So that's why pregnant women have such a hard time going upstairs and standing up from a chair because these this is the muscle that drives that movement effectively. I hope that makes sense. (laughs) And and other, I mean, I understand Mm. also that um, changes that a woman, um, that her body undergoes is also due to a high level of pregnancy hormones that cause a softening of soft tissue structures to allow for movement. So that's overall, but you've mentioned that earlier on as well, but that's that's another big change. Does that that shift the gravity at all as well? No. Yes. So that's softening, it all sort of ties together. So softening of the soft tissues and ligaments means that all of our joints chain position. And as I said before, um, So we talked about how the pelvis and the hip joints widen and that actually means that the pelvis tilts forward. And that's what I said before about that then contributing to the lumbar lordosis, which then contributes to the upper body and causes our shoulders to slump forward. And that's to counteract what's happening in the lower body. And then that can effectively lead to back pain. So even the slightest change of the body is miraculously building another human. Growing a human. (laughs) Exactly right. So it's really no wonder when you think about it in this much detail it's any wonder that we're all still walking around and functioning during that nine months because the body is going through an awful lot at that one time and even that smallest changing posture then just leads to a chain a chain reaction it's a domino effect you change one area and the biomechanics of every other part of your body will change but the most incredible part of all of this is all happening naturally. So without us right. consciously making a decision to say, okay, today I'm going to be growing this part of the, the baby's body and it's all just happening naturally. All, yep. Human the body is female body is, <laughs> the female body is incredible. When you think about it, it just knows what to do. It knows how to change. And all of these different adaptations that come with pregnancy, even though it's not directly involved in growing baby, it's about keeping us safe and keeping us functional. Because I guess when you think about cable times, 
we weren't sitting in our cave for nine months not doing anything. We were still having to survive. Yeah. And so exactly right. And I'm sure we had pregnant cave women that were still out there doing all the gathering and everything else as well. They weren't <laughs> they weren't at home taking it easy with their feet up. So <laughs> I think it's just the way that the body adapts to all of these things to keep us as functional for as long as possible, ultimately, until we go into labor. It is. It's incredible when you think about it. Really fascinating. So, and earlier you mentioned the word uh, now, how do I pronounce it? Progesterone. And so what what is this (laughs) and how does it affect a woman's body during pregnancy? I just wanted to go back to that and just explain. So progesterone is a hormone that we all have in our bodies. So, um, so I'm also a fertility educator, so I like to teach women about the menstrual. <laughs> <laughs> so I like to teach women about the menstrual cycle, and the main reproductive hormones that we have in our body are estrogen and progesterone. Okay, and these are the two. And estrogen is one that more people have heard of, um, but ultimately it's progesterone. Its main job every month, every month with our menstrual cycle, is to get us pregnant. And so once we've ovulated and our egg has been released from our ovaries, waiting to be fertilized progesterone levels increase and they're working hard to prepare for pregnancy. And when pregnancy is achieved, those hormone levels stay high to keep that pregnancy going and keep it viable. So every month, even if we're not pregnant yet, progesterone is working hard to get us pregnant because that is its whole job. And so as soon as pregnancy occurs, progesterone is the hormone that wants that pregnancy to keep going. And so these high levels play a huge role in every part of our body to prepare our body for the changes that we need. So directly affecting, you know, the lining of our uterus where the egg effectively implants, but also affecting, as we've talked about, your muscles and your joints and your bones, everything to try and prepare for pregnancy, prepare for labour and get our body in absolute perfect condition for it all to happen. Incredible. And Mm. um, another thing I wanted to go back to what you mentioned earlier, I mean, at what point during a woman's pregnancy is she most at risk of musculoskeletal injury? This is something I just wanted to to mention. Yes. So, Again, the risk of musculoskeletal injury ties in with when these hormones are at their peak. And so that's around the end of the first trimester, around weeks 12 to 14. That's when the levels are really at their peak. And that's when our joints and our soft tissues are more vulnerable to injury. So if you are exercising during pregnancy, um, that's when you are really at risk. And so that's why a really good warm up, a really good cool down and really monitoring how you're feeling during your exercise is so important. These levels peak again, just before labor. And that is understandable because surge of, surge of hormones getting ready to, for the next step to prepare us for the birth of, the, of our baby. So, but I think it's around that 12 to 14 mark where we are most vulnerable because as we're approaching labour, we're not moving as much, we're not working out as at, at as high an intensity as we would be, say, in the first trimester of pregnancy where we still might not even really be looking very pregnant. Um, and so we feel like we can still continue with our normal workout routine that we might have been doing previously. So if you are, you know, a runner, if you are a bit of a gym junkie and you are working out hard during your pregnancy, that's absolutely okay if you're feeling good to keep doing that. But it's just something to be mindful of that you will need to monitor how your body's feeling and be mindful of that really good warm up and cool down to make sure that you aren't increasing your risk of soft tissue injury, like a joint sprain or a muscle tear or something like that, just because everything is a little bit softer and it's a little bit more vulnerable. 
Great advice again. This is this has been awesome, and we've really covered off. Um, I mean, everything that you've covered in the article and the three main areas that you mentioned earlier on, um, that being the musculoskeletal changes a woman goes through, the cardiovascular and the respiratory changes. So, for anyone watching and listening, I mean, how would you summarize your key messages? I think ultimately it's just recognizing that all of these changes are completely normal. Even the weight gain that we talked about, it is normal. The female body knows what it's doing and it's doing all of these things for a reason. And it is a little bit of a chain reaction where one thing happens and that triggers something else. But I think it's important to listen to your body. If you're feeling good, then keep doing what you're doing to keep yourself feeling good. If something doesn't feel right, for example, you get some back pain, you get some pelvic pain, there are some things you can do to help yourself. So go and see someone like a women's health physio just to get looked over and see if there's anything that you can do to reduce your risk of injury because nine months can go really fast and it can go really slow. And if you're spending your nine months in pain, in discomfort, as a result of some of these changes that are occurring and your increased risk of injury, then I think it's really important to make that nine months as enjoyable as possible absolutely now if anyone's got any questions um, for you after watching and listening to this whereabouts can they find you yeah so um, send me a dm on instagram is probably the easiest way to get in touch with me so i'm at mana women's wellness so m-a-n-a um, you can also head over to my website mana women's wellness.com um, i've got a few freebies on there as well about nutrition and exercise during pregnancy that you can check out um, that will dive a little bit deeper into some of the things that we've talked about today as well fantastic and we'll make sure we'll have all those links and handles in the show notes but thank you so much for your time today rachel and look forward to our next chat hopefully in the next few weeks until then take yes, care thank you. stay thank safe you so much for having me yes you too bye rachel <laughs> bye bye i'm rachel monteleone and you've been listening to kittypedia the podcast you can have full access to Kittypedia by visiting our website at kittypedia.com.au or following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We're all here to help make the world a better place for our children and for generations to come. You can start today by helping us reach other parents by going to Apple Podcast, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Thank you for listening, and be sure to give my love to the kids.